Welcome to She Found His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Serena Dykeson, and this is a podcast to educate the church how they can walk alongside an abortion-minded woman and encourage the hearts of post-abortive mothers and fathers. Thank you for joining me today. First off, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's been giving us feedback in regards to our podcast. We really appreciate that feedback as we are trying to um, hone in on doing the new world of podcasting for us. So we really appreciate that. I know uh, one piece of feedback that we got was the music playing throughout the podcast. And thank you for showing us grace because I don't, I, I don't know how, I didn't know how to get that out of there. So I think I figured it out. It was something that annoyed me as well. So we were all on the same page with that. So thank you. If you guys could also uh, be willing to, to rate our podcast, that would be awesome. That just helps us get the word out of how to educate the, the church about abortion and starting abortion ministries in in the church. So we would appreciate um, if you could give us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. So this week, I want to kind of give you an update on She Found His Grace Ministry and just kind of let you know what's happening in, in this ministry. For those of you who don't know, we have a book coming out this fall. I'm really excited. It's September, October-ish, and it's I haven't even released this information on my ministry page. Some of you guys might be picking up on it, but here's the official announcement of my book title, and it is She Found His Grace, and it is the story of me. Um, it is our story about... Um, in my story of being raped as a 13 year old and taken for an abortion. Um, it talks about how we, uh, the church, um, supporting us and helping us uh, as we were teenage parents. It talks about marriage. It talks about, um, raising kids, our kids, kids, our kids. It talks about raising our kids, and it also just talks about post-abortive healing and how the church can really get involved in pro-life ministry. I am super excited that we are getting so much closer to our book coming out next week. It goes to the editor, and um, yeah, we're, we're just really excited about that. Uh, Also, an update on moms and babies. We are just so excited about these um, abortion-minded women who came to us and they were seeking abortion but have chose life. And, you know, we next week we are going to be putting out another Amazon baby shower. So be looking for that on She Found His Grace ministry page. We also uh, blessed another mom with um, with a, a baby shower as well, and she was she's just super excited about uh, her baby and um, just the su- the support that you guys offered her by giving her this shower. Um, also, we had another mom who had an infection, and we were able to uh, pay for her. Uh, 
doctor visit to get the medicine that she needed to to get well from the infection that she had. So, um, you know, we're just so thankful for your support in this ministry. We could not do it without you guys. And these mothers could not take care of their babies without your support. So thank you so much for that. Um, you know, this ministry has highs and lows with it. And, you know, we have lots of abortion-minded women that do come to us and we talk with them. And ultimately, our goal is to always um, uh, have them see the value in life for them to see that they have value, they have purpose, and their baby has purpose. And through that, um, once they make the the decision to keep their baby, we want to get them plugged in locally. Um, And we just really would love more churches to partner up with us so that um, these mothers have the support for them. Um, You know, we're not in their area. And so they need physical families that are just going to love them well. And so we would love if you would partner up with us so that we can actually get um, get that support to them. Um, this week, you know, we had a abortion-minded mom reach out to us and, you know, sometimes they, um, you know, despite our best efforts, um, they will still make the de- decision to abort their baby. And we had that this week and it's heartbreaking for us. And we, that really hurts our hearts. But with that being said, we have to step back and we know that these moms, we wish that she would have made a different decision, but she didn't. And um, we know that abortion is going to hurt her. And so we keep reaching out to her and loving on her anyway, because we know that she's going to need that support. And so, you know, just pray for that mom this week that made the decision to abort her baby. Um, pray for her as she allows us to keep loving on her. She is not a believer. And we um, we just keep just loving her, you know, loving God's kids well. And, you know, and so we're just going to keep lavishing her in the love of Jesus and, um, you know, letting her know that we are still there for her. We're just, just because she chose to have a, an abortion doesn't mean that we just wash our hands of her. We still love her. And so, um, Yeah, so those are just some updates with the ministry. Um, This week, I'm super excited about what we're going to talk about, and it is talking about how we can mentor teen moms and the single moms. And I just think this is so important for the church to do, and we just don't have a lot of these ministries. And it's just an overlooked pro-life ministry that is so needed. So um, I'm going to dive in. So um, you know, there's over 700,000 U.S. women um, in the age bracket of 15 to 19 who are pregnant, and 59% of those pre- pregnancies result in the birth of the baby, and the other half are aborted. 
88% of these teen moms in a study in 2010 shows that they are unmarried. And these teens need, these teens and single moms need assistance with their unplanned and stressful pregnancies. We know that there's a high rate of teens who will abort their babies. And a lot of them are not even telling their parents that they are going for abortions. The abortion industry um, will work really hard on making sure that these teens do not tell their moms um, and uh, tell their parents. They will go as far as making sure that um, someone picks these girls up and takes them to the abortion industry. And I know for us locally, we um, we know that one of the escorts at our local abortion industry um, has been seen at a abortion clinic hours away. Um, he had picked them up, drove them to an abortion clinic, and you know we we know him from our local uh, abortion clinic. So this does happen. And, you know, teens can go in front of a judge and petition um, to to have an abortion behind their parents' backs. So be aware that that can happen, and it does happen. These girls are so, you know, these girls, when they, they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, they are scared, and they often feel like they don't have the support to raise a baby. They're also... Um, they're just worried about what people will say. They are um, they are sold a lie that they cannot pursue their dreams, and they cannot finish high school. And so, um, you know, we we just want to break that stigma off of them so that they know that they can support their baby. They do have support, and they can finish high school and pursue their dreams. Most of teenage moms struggle, uh, like I said, to finish high school or to even have a job. And so it's so important that we, we help them, um, you know, be their cheerleader, help them set up um, something at the school to find the right fit for them. Um, see if there's childcare at their schools t- so that if they decide that they're going to actually continue to go to high school, that they have support with childcare. Um, also, just to come up with a plan, maybe they need to do online schooling, and that's fine. I know for me, I graduated half a year early, and this was before they had online school. I actually would get stuff, my my work uh, mailed to me, and I would finish it, and I would mail it back, and that's how I did. I finished my, my senior year, and so um, just... Uh, Sit with these girls, help them come up with a plan on how they can finish their education, and also like be willing to help them find a job, help them find a sitter. Um, that you know, it's hard to find childcare, and so a lot of these these moms feel like they're just really have their hands tied. And I know, um, you know, I've had some single moms say, well, I found a babysitter, but I'm working in a factory. And if we have to work over, um, you know, my sitter says that I need to have my my kids picked up by a certain time. And, and so then it becomes a choice of, okay, do they get fired from their job or do they lose their babysitter? And so just keep those things in mind when you're working with um, 
with these moms. Um, most of these mothers are raised in homes without fa- fathers, sorry about that, without fathers and live in poverty level households. That's something to keep in mind. Uh, most teen moms end up having kids who become teen moms. So it's a cycle that continues to happen. And so we need to be aware of, of that cycle. Um, most teen moms, um, yeah, they just, you know, that, that's a cycle that continues. And so, you know, it's so important to help, um, help break that cycle. Um, the world has tried to offer a solution, um, to these moms by offering sex ed in the schools and condoms. But here's the problem with that. The, the people who are teaching sex ed is Planned Parenthood. So what happens? So what are they going to do? They are going to offer condoms, which we know the only way to a hundred percent, a hundred percent prevent pregnancy is abstinence. And so, you know, Planned Parenthood's going to say, well, here's birth control, here's condoms, here's a low dose of birth control. And they know, they know that they're going to get pregnant. And so then they're going to come to Planned Parenthood and they're going to offer them abortion. So we know that the world is not offering help at all. And so this is where the church really has a great opportunity to to really get this thing right. And so, um, and just offer that support. And so, um, so what does the, you know, with that said, what, what can the church do? What hope can they offer? And first of all, we know that this world is pretty hopeless without without the hope of Jesus. And so the church has that great opportunity to share true hope when these moms are feeling pretty hopeless. Um, so, you know, there's just a great opportunity to offer hope to these to these women. And also, you know, the church needs to understand that um, not all Christian homes are educating their their kids or talking about abstinence um, in their homes to their teens. And so, you know, it's this thing that's not talked about. And so the church really has the opportunity to invite um, biblical-based um, groups into their churches. You can call your local pregnancy resource centers and ask if they have um, that education that can come into into your your churches and your youth group. And it's really just a great way to biblically talk about sex and how God designed it. And, you know, that it's not a rule, but it's just um, taking the view of how our Heavenly Father, why our Heavenly Father, um, you know, just really says don't have sex before marriage. They need to understand that it's not because, you know, we have this mean heavenly father, but here's here's kind of the consequences um, in the sin and help them understand that in a, in a graceful, biblical way. Um, and so we just really have that great opportunity to do that. So what happens if we have a teen who 
is faced with an unplanned pregnancy? How do we, how do we reach them? How do we offer the love of Christ in this situation and, and really show, show the love of Christ in this, in this situation. So in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, it says, Jesus said, go and make disciples of the nation, baptizing them in the name of Jesus and the father, son, and Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you and that he is and I am with you until the end. And so, you know, that is just the great commission that we have. And so that that's the mission that we need to carry out. And he wants us to show love and grace to a dying world and to make sure these moms know God's grace, to show them the grace of, of the gospel in their sin. But we don't want to leave them there. We want to move them closer to the cross and we don't want to push them away. And Jesus not only talked about compassion for the sinner, but he lived it over and over and over again. So please hear me say that we're offering grace, but that does not mean that we excuse the sin like the world does. The world offers no real help to these women, and it just lowers the standards that's really hurting them over and over again. So society says that if you have sex outside of marriage, you just go on birth control. And it says children don't need fathers. They just need the government to provide for them. And grace does not mean... Um, so that that's what society is telling them. And so we just really need to be able to um, debunk that as a church and just really um, show that, you know, yeah, you know, sex outside of marriage has, has consequences. And also, um, these, these babies and, you know, these babies need fathers. Um, we, you know, this, it's just such a broken cycle. And so we need to, to show the importance of that. Um, so when, when we, when I am stuttering here, sorry guys. Um, so when we have an, un, a teen unwed mother in the church, um, you know, sometimes the church is at a loss on how to respond to this and they want to avoid this touchy subject. And so, um, you know, we don't know whether to show joy or grief during this time. And we think that if we expect express joy, then we're condoning a sin. But if we're quiet, we feel like we are letting the family down. And so how do we navigate through that? Well, first off, I want to say when we have a soon-to-be mom that starts to show in our churches, sometimes that can be a juicy piece of gossip and many young women will stop attending church when they begin to show because they're afraid and they want to avoid the stigma and guilt. And so hear me say gossip will destroy your church's ability to minister to these women. Make sure that you have someone assigned in your church that will reach out to these women and make sure that they do not fall through the cracks. You do not want these women to fall through the cracks. So have someone assigned to to reaching out to these women. 
Um, you want to make sure that your church has a discussion and a position on the issue of unwed pregnancy and have a mission statement with a verse and make sure that it communicates the church body so that the church knows how to handle these guidelines. And that is just a, a something that you want to do with your church board, your elders and deacons, and just come up with that so it's you have clear guide, guidelines. Make sure your church has a mission statement to minister to single and teen moms. Uh, make sure it extends grace to to them. You just want to you want to extend grace. We don't condone the sin, but we offer the same grace that has been offered to us. You want to make sure that you have a provide a counselor, a spiritual mature woman, and possibly husband to meet with the pregnant teen, and possibly the father of the baby to give biblical counsel that will include steps to repentance and and to restore the relationship with, with the Lord. And so you just really want to have that conversation with them and walk them through that. Um, also, I want to say with that, you know, I, I always recommend... When you are meeting with a a uh, a couple, um, you know, a husband and wife, make sure that you always have both the husband and wife meeting together for that accountability. Um, and you know, maybe maybe um, you might think of something, and your husband might think bring something else new to the table when you're uh, ministering to them. But what I recommend is, um, you know, don't have some real boundaries with your husband not meeting with um not meeting with with the the teen mom alone um and vice versa just have those cl- clear boundaries right out the gate and make that very clear to the couple as well so that they realize those boundaries sometimes um teens <laughs> Um, don't understand boundaries very well. And so you just want to say that out out the gate so that feelings don't get hurt and um, something happens down the line that might hurt your ministry. Um, make sure that you're just talking about how uh, forgiving our Heavenly Father is so that they understand His grace and love and to offer help with that so that they, you know, offer that to them and know um, that you want to help them with future needs and support them with finding housing and so forth, but and and so that they know that you're praying for them, that you truly love them, and um, that you're cheering them on. Offer to mentor them and um, do discipleship with them. Welcome them into being part of your family. Um, you know this is so huge that. They feel like they belong and that they're loved. I mean, what an opportunity to love God's kids well. And so you just get that opportunity. So make sure that they know that. Um, Maybe that looks like just inviting them over for family dinners or holidays. Maybe they don't have family that will even do holidays with them. Invite them over. Make them part of your family. Offer to have a baby shower for the mom and... um, just make sure um, that you you talk to them 
I, you know, if they're, if they're not married, you want to talk to them about just, you know, um, part of our story, you know, part of our story is we stopped having sex, um, until we were married, we did a do over, talk to them about that and, um, just make it very clear that, you know, Hey, you know, this is, this is kind of our guideline. This is our standard, you know, um, this is what we expect from you guys. And also, you know, we, we want to, you know, it just gets, yeah, it, it's one of those things that we have to be clear about, about, um, saying that this is, you know, we don't support them, uh, continuing to, to sleep with their boyfriends, um, and that they really need to, to, to cut that off until marriage. And so, you know, um, just have clear guidelines as far as how that looks in your church. And maybe your church will say, well, you know, like, here's our standard on this. And if, you know, if you choose to keep, sleeping with your boyfriend, then, you know, like we can't move forward with a baby shower or whatever. You guys figure out what those guidelines are. And I've actually been very straightforward in that as well. Um, just because this is, this is our standards and this is the standards we live by. And so that they're clear and they know, and, um, there's just, you know, um, you're not, you know, some, some of the girls may respond really well to that and some might not, but that's okay. You know, like you just have to, um, go by the biblical standards there. Um, just make sure that you're having compassion and that you have godly women who have a burden to minister to teen moms and that, um, you know, if you are a, woman that just has this burden, make sure that you go to your church leadership and let them know what God's laid on your heart. Um, like I said, this is a ministry that's really not in the church and should be in the church. And so um, if you have, um, if God's laid this vision on your heart, make sure your your church knows. If they don't know, then, you know, this this ministry will never never start. So if you feel God calling you, make sure you go talk to um, your church leadership about it. Um, make sure that you're a church that talks to your congregation often about teen teen pregnancy and single mom ministry. And um, just let them know what a great opportunity it is to be part of the pro-life ministry. Um, and this truly gives the unborn a voice to so that we can end abortion in our churches. Um, let them know that um, gossip um, and coming off as judgmental will only um, plant that lie in the the woman's um, the young the young girl's mind that the church doesn't accept them and this is shameful and um, this is embarrassing and they're going to run to the abortion clinic. And because they're feeling the rejection of the church. And so make sure that your church really sees this as a ministry of great joy and, and, um, that, that, uh, you know, that this is a, a, an awesome opportunity to, to, um, end abortion and in such a beautiful way and, and teens 
And their families need to know that your church, this is the stance your church is taking because if they don't know that, if parents don't know and they think that they're going to be judged and their daughter comes and says, I'm pregnant, um, I hear this story over and over and over again that, um, you know, either the, <laughs> the parents have made comments in the home, if my daughter ever got pregnant, blah, 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 or... Um, you know, like if they hear, um, their parents talking about someone else that got pregnant in the church and they think that there's any negativity attached to that, um, or, you know, the parents just think that the church, you know, uh, isn't supportive of that. Um, there have been many parents who in the church who have taken their daughters to the abortion clinic because they're worried about what the church is going to say. And first off, I want to address the parents about it doesn't matter what anybody else says within the church. Like it does not matter. It doesn't matter. That's on them. And um, so church, you just really have the opportunity to talk about this so that parents know and teenagers know that there is a ministry, there is a support. And with that being said, that it, it, that doesn't mean that you condone the sin. It just means that you are, um, we live in a fallen world and things are going to happen. And, you know, God's given us grace when we've fallen short and he's going to give them grace as well. So make sure your church is very aware and, and talking about it in such a way that your church knows um, that we want to make this, um, we want to make our churches so that women um, feel like they can come to the church and say that they are pregnant and that they won't go to the abortion clinic. You know, um, God can use, un, um, he can use unplanned pregnancies, uh, for the, for the good, you know, um, you've heard our stories, you know, you know, my story of how, um, God just took our story and it looked pretty grim and, and, you know, like, and I don't even want to use the word grim. That is a bad word. I don't want to use that, but it was not ideal and we didn't know what we were doing. And the world, you know, the world said, I guess I can say the world said it looked grim that we were teen parents, but God does not waste anything. And so that's, that's the beautiful message of God does not does not waste anything. And as a church, we literally can become a safe haven for these moms during a storm. So that's the beautiful part about it. So how do we minister to teen moms? How do we, how do we meet them with grace and love and talk to them about, talk to them about the forgiveness that Jesus offers? Um, if the teen is unchurched, this is a great way to share the gospel and talk about um, her purpose and her baby's purpose, um, and see if if her heart is ready to receive Jesus. And if not, you have planted a seed and allow the Holy Spirit to water it, water it and grow it. Just keep loving her in a way that she is drawn to the cross and not pushed away. And you know how do we how do we talk to the parents? Well. We want to make sure that the parents know that that the church is going to offer support and that they're praying for them and encourage the parents to avoid bitterness 
but rather thank God for the trial and to pray for wisdom. Remind them that there are no accidents with God, that this child was in God's mind before he made the world, and God will use the situation for good and just remind them to cling to God's promises. Uh, tell them tell them that you're so glad that their daughter did not choose abortion but life. And make sure you highlight that because that's to be celebrated. That is to be celebrated. Um, do life with this family because there's going to be lots of stressors and lots of uncertainties and navigating through things. And um, just walk alongside them. This is a great time to encourage them to keep moving closer and closer to Jesus. Um, Bless them with a meal. Uh, Call them and check in with them. See how things are going. And just um, be that ear so that they can really, um, you know, just share what's going on and and, um, be a safe person so that they can be real and you can just um, really love them and support them during that time. Many families, they expect a rejection to unplanned pregnancies within the church. And so how the church responds can really move a family closer in their walk with the Lord. And if they feel like they're going to be, this family feels like they're going to be rejected in the church, they might um, totally just leave the church altogether because they don't know how, um, you know, they just, they They need that support. They need to know that you are there for them and that they can continue to go to church and move closer to the Lord. Um, How do we minister to the fathers, the young men in this situation? And, you know, please remember that some of these young men might not even have fathers in their life. And so this is a great way for the men and the church to really walk alongside them and show them what it means to be a father. And invest in them and show them how to provide for their family and how to be a husband, a future husband, and how to be a father. And this is just a great ministry opportunity for the men in the church. And so how do we how do we set up a mom mentoring program in our churches? Um, you know, we just lack these in the churches, and so you know, here's here's how we can set this up in our church. Um, you're going to need a director and you're going to need someone to organize this ministry and direct it and to make sure, you know, you want to make sure that you have a director that has a heart and a burden for unteen, uh, unwed teen mothers. And this person is going to be the person that delegates responsibility and her and the workload so that there can be personal relationships built up, a mentoring program uh, built up. And so that's, you know, your director is going to be very important in this process. And then you want to recruit mentors. You want to have strong Christian women who are willing to spend one-on-one time with these women and develop friendships uh, by sharing their lives and their faith with these teens. And um, really being committed to meeting once a week for this friendship and ministering. And it, this is a year-long process. It probably will go on longer, but really the commitment to being a mentor for these moms is a year. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you you can you can really invest in the next year into their, you know, into their lives. 
um, you want to conduct conduct mentor meetings, and that's just really helping equip your mentors to minister to the needs of the teens. And you want to um, you want your mentors to make uh, disciples and duplicate that process. So women will want to the, do the same for the ministry, and uh, you know make sure these women are Christ followers and that they want to make a godly impact on these young women's lives and um, providing these meetings, it, it just encourages your mentors and it's also a time to pray with them. Um, and also you want to make sure that you're recruiting the, the unwed teen moms. You know, the director will need to make sure that these moms do not fall through the crack and make sure that um, she's getting matched up with a mentor that's going to walk with them for the next year. Um, start a teen mom club and, you know, a club, this club is, is for teens and their moms and it's a get together maybe, you know, once a month for fellowship and, um, spiritual inputs and, um, make sure that you have a nursery care for these moms so that they are free to enjoy the program. Um, uh, have a, a fun game, a mixer, have praise songs and a time of prayer, also, just make it, you know, invite a Christ-centered speaker with a message on how Jesus can make a difference in their life. And uh, me- maybe you'll offer a craft or a snack or a meal and just give the, t- give the teen mom a chance to talk to the speaker. And this is just a great way for teen moms to have fellowship and build relationships and, and have an environment um, that, you know, this is also an environment if, if someone, if a mom hasn't given her life to Christ, it gives that opportunity for her to give her life to Christ. And so um, teen mom clubs are pretty awesome. Um, make sure the mission of mentoring teen moms is to build trusted friendships um, and just be someone that they can come to and know that they're going to get wisdom. Um, this is all about women helping women achieve a God-given opportunity. And it's all about loving God's kids well and showing Christ's love in very practical ways by listening and teaching skills and offering emotional s- support and encouragement um, to her and helping her reach her dreams and giving her tools to succeed and, you know, just really rejoicing when Things need to be rejoiced and picking her up when she doesn't feel, um, when she feels her world is shattering, you get to be there and you get to lift her up and just really give her biblical answers that will give her a hope and a future. And so um, what can we expect with mentoring? (laughs) Well, (laughs) many blessings come from mentoring uh, teen moms, but Please do not expect anything in return because if you have expectations, you're probably going to be let down and it could cause some hard feelings between you and the mom. So this is really a way to serve the Lord and, you know, ministry is messy, but, um, you know, let's work on to the Lord. Let's let's make it about how we're serving the Lord and not what we're trying to get out of it, but how we are serving the Lord in this. Teen moms may 
move in the wrong direction and it might not always move smoothly. But the thing is, um, you know, it, it can't be about us. It always has to be about what the Lord is doing and we're not responsible for, um, you know, when they make bad choices, but we, you know, we just love them anyway and we keep pointing them back to Jesus. And, you know, as a minister, as we mentor these women, you know, we must persevere. And that means praying, 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 and pray some more because the success of this ministry is going to be birthed in prayer and bathed in prayer. There are going to be times where your heart aches when you invest in these women and you don't see the fruit. You will probably weep and cry out to God and ask them, ask him why. And I just want to encourage you to not get discouraged. Um, we are, you know, we are not the Holy Spirit. We're not responsible for the outcome. We are just called to be faithful and love well and always point them back to Jesus. Um, keep telling them the truth in in love and um, just be reminded, you know, just, you know, um, just keep reminding yourself that God is, the truth of the matter is God is doing something new. And, you know, with my story, um, you know, Mr. Whistler, who shared Jesus with me as an elementary um, school, uh, you know, when I was in elementary school, he never saw the fruit of my life, but he still kept um, planting seeds and each and every week. And that's what you're doing as well. Keep a journal of God's faithfulness during this journey. And remember that God, um, remember that nothing done for God is ever wasted. So just remind yourself of that. Um, lead a, a Bible study for these moms. You know, we want them to be studying God's word so that they have assurance and they grow in their faith. And, you know, some of them might have very little knowledge of the Bible. And so, you know, we need to be really careful in the church to never assume that they might know the Bible stories. So just be very cautious about that. Be aware of that. Um, and, no, just be sensitive to that because um, a lie that often is planted in an, a person that doesn't attend church, it you know, so many times, and I just talked to one of my friends about this, um, you know, not growing up in the church and we sat in the pews and we we hear the pastor say, you know the story about whatever it is. And I remember just thinking, yeah, no, I don't know that story at all. So we just need to be very careful about assuming that they know the stories and just lean into that. Um, you know, the enemy is is so dumb because, you know, and I share this so that you guys have a better understanding. Um, you know, a lie that gets planted is if, if uh, this girl doesn't know these stories in the Bible, the, the enemy will just say, well, you're dumb, you're dumb, you know, you should know this and just put a lot of um, condemning thoughts on her. And since she didn't grow up in the church, she might not know that that's a condemning, um, that that condemning message is coming from, from the enemy. And so she might just stop attending because 
of that battle. So make sure that you just really be aware of that. Um, make sure that you're talking to them about sexual purity and don't be afraid to dive in, um, have accountability and just be upfront that you're going to talk to them about that. So it's not awkward on your end and it's not awkward on their end. And just be very clear of why you're asking that. And, you know, so that they know that, you know, it's just, we don't, we, we have a different standard and we just don't continue to have sex outside of marriage. And so just let them know that. And, you know, if you, when you explain it in a way with love and grace and truth, most of these, these girls are going to respond really well with that. And we just have to teach them. And if they slip up, like you just, you have that conversation, you know, and they'll come to you and they might say that they have, and then then you you have that conversation again. Um, being a mentor is a blessing, and it's a joy to see teen moms be transformed by by Christ and by choosing life. And you, by investing in this ministry, you are truly being a pro life church that is part of ending abortion, and that's our goal. And this is, you know, I hope this encourages you to really um, think about how you can be part of the pro-life ministry and really reach teen moms that need the support. Um, And so I hope that this was a good, um, you know, this just really was eye-opening and gave you some ways to really reach out to teen moms and single moms. And uh, so that wraps up this week's episode of She Found His Grace podcast. Um, And I just want to encourage you guys to go out and change the world, but don't let the world change you.